Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rebel Groundbreakers podcast. I hope you are all managing to be well during this time and that you're able to listen today from a safe space as we are all doing our best to stay safe and healthy during this pandemic. In today's episode, we are excited to be interviewing a fellow UNLV senior undergraduate student, Trey Curtis Brown. As the Division of Health Sciences Senator, a prominent member of CSUN, our student government, and so much more, Trey is an extremely active member of the UNLV community. We are thrilled to talk virtually with Trey today, getting to know more about his role at UNLV and go over how he is making breakthroughs during this time of uncertainty and adversity. Welcome to the Rebel Groundbreakers podcast, where we aim to inspire, motivate, and create future Rebel Groundbreakers. On this podcast, we discuss topics with UNLV students, alumni, and community leaders to provide listeners with knowledge and resources to succeed. So before we kind of talk about the the topics we had mentioned we were going to discuss before, um, we wanted you to kind of give us a little rundown about yourself and just your background, your education and kind of your affiliation with CSUN and what made you get involved with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously my name is Trey, or I'm a pre-med kinesiology major here at the university. It's really um, super fun. I'm graduating in December. Um, I'm picking up another minor, so hopefully I still graduate in December. That's the plan right now. Um, I took the GRE. I'm getting ready to go to grad school, hopefully here at UNLV. Um, And then what were the other part that you were asking? Um, So we were talking about your minors and everything um, school related. I was going to ask you, since you came from New York, was that where you went to high school too? Um, No, so I actually went to high school in Wyoming. um, And I lived in Wyoming majority of the time. So I stay in, or I live in Wyoming, that's where my mother is. My dad lives in New York, so I kind of do a little bit of back and forth traveling. So how is that transition from high school to college since you are an out-of-state student? Um, the transition, right when I got here, it was a little bit rough because I didn't really know anybody. I have my grandparents who live here, but they live like 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so like right away, my first goal when I got here was to make friends. Um, and I, I ended up becoming like really close friends with the people who live across the hall from me in the dorms freshman year. And the three of us and then people down the hall kind of joined in and it was really just like the six or seven of us for most of freshman year. It was kind of a close circle, but um, then once I got into CSUN and like interacted with more of the university and started working on like projects here, um, it's kind of when like everything opened up and that's when I joined Greek life. That's when I, um, became a part of like so many other different cultures and backgrounds here at the university. So. Cool. That's really interesting. Okay, so what made you get involved with CSUN? Oh, yes, definitely. So um, student governments has always kind of been a thing for me since high school. Um, in high school, I was a big part of it. So when I came to the university, um, I wanted to get involved with that as much as I could. And I became an intern with um CSUN for the legislative branch and I did that for a little less than a semester and and then I was appointed to be a senator for the College of Health Sciences 
I was our senator for two years. Um, I'm still currently a, a senator for our college, but um, I became the chair of university advocacy, um, which changed to university and government affairs um, last year. And then this year I just became the Ways and Means Chair. So I deal with um, all of the fiscal um, responsibilities of CSUN, so anything money related. Okay. Yeah. So um, do you feel like that kind of plays into what you're um, majoring in or it's kind of just more of a side hobby? Um, so it's definitely played into um, what I'm majoring in. Obviously, it's not like very health science related, um, but it has kind of changed like my overall path and things. So um, it's opened my eyes to kind of want to view healthcare administration a little bit more, um, healthcare policies throughout, like just government in general. So I've kind of intercalated the both of the two, but I guess like for right now, um, it's more of like a side thing. Okay. So what, what are you getting your um, minor in now that you're... Uh -huh. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm going to minor in um, gender studies or hospital administration. Um, and those are really quick, like just summer minors. So I can complete both of them relatively easily, but it's kind of just which way do I want to focus my education towards. Uh -huh. So how is like school going for you? Obviously now we're online, but in general, like maybe even before all of this happened, how like how are your classes? How are you liking um, just whatever the field that you're studying? And yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm honestly loving my courses. They're fun. Um, they're all like higher division courses now since I am in my um, last semester and a half here. So um, they're really just all in depth. They're like super inclusive on what um, I'm learning and what um, kind of the field I want to go into a lot of my stuff is more hands-on learning now So I mean I'm taking like things like exercise physiology and everything But other than that my courses have a lot of labs attached to them And then it's also playing into like a lot of the research that I'm starting here at the university So that's like a slow process, but like all of the courses that I've taken all the classes that I'm in right now They're they're all fun. They've all kind of built into that program and um, kind of help outlined a research topic that I'm interested in here. So what research topic are you kind of looking at? Yeah, so um, I actually can't talk that much about my research right now because it hasn't been okay. approved. Um, mm -hmm. But really, I'm looking at some lower modality issues. So um, different causes in your gait walk, um, different injuries that can affect your, your stride, and everything like that. I can't give too much information on it, though, because it hasn't been approved yet. That makes sense. So kind of more of like the biomechanics mm -hmm. aspect. Yep, definitely cool. biomechanics space. I was also, I was going to ask you, um, how are your online lab classes? Because that's been a harder challenge for me, kind of like transitioning to the hands-on when it's virtual. Yeah, so online labs, I kind of don't love them because um, everything got more like point-based in lab rather than hands-on learning. So um, obviously like I was expecting that, but um, our labs aren't able to like just be free willing and like it's not trying to learn the material anymore. It's kind of geared back to how a lot of lectures are where it's just very point-based and we're just trying like as students to get our points so that our grades don't drop. But I'm, def I'm definitely adjusting to how these labs are gonna be going and 
it's like a slow process, but you know, we'll get there. Do you think that your teachers are being like accommodating for the most part? Yeah, definitely. So my, all of my professors and my lab instructors, they're definitely very accommodating with um, everything, whether it's like a deadline was missed or like you just need like a little bit more explanation on something. Um, even just yesterday, I had a 45 minute weather just because I didn't understand the project. So um, okay. she was actually just able to go through, help me and re-outline everything. That's good. Yeah, that's really important. I feel like some teachers catch on to the online, um, like studying a lot quicker than others. So it's nice when they can actually like help you through the process, especially because they know like we're all struggling through this and it's not like, it's not just one person making an excuse. Like we're all kind of going through it together, which is good. Definitely. Um, so and kind of an aside question, what has CSUN been doing to kind of combat the situation that's going on in our country and the world? And yeah, do you know if they're doing anything like to actively support um, and help? Yeah, definitely. So um, CSUN as a whole, well, there isn't a lot that we can be doing. Um, we are like helping students make sure that they're getting all the messages from the university um, and we're reaching out and making sure that they know we're still a resource for them. So even though we can meet regularly, we're letting them all know whether it's through our Instagram pages or the emails that we send out saying like, hey, we're here for you. Um, here's a quick update. Um, we try to compile all of the university's messages that they send every single week into like just a quick um, few paragraphs so that they can interact with those and just kind of get like the shorter like synopsis of things. Um, and then on a CSUN like committee level, at, um, I'm the chair of Ways and Means as I was saying earlier. And um, with that, all of the student works that we funded, we've extended deadlines um, for when funds need to be used by, um, where we rewrote part of our operating policy to readjust um, so that students can send in receipts a little bit later, um, still purchase things and kind of um, take a minute to integrate with themselves again and just readjust their like overall settings because our lives completely changed in CSUN so we expect theirs to as well. And we realize that we're all students here so kind of getting their changes to work and um, finding a way that one keeps CSUN fiscally responsible but two gives students and student organizations um, the biggest opportunity to still use their funds and still um, kind of operate as they normally would just later in the year, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So do you think that because of everything that's happened, this might negatively affect like the fiscal side of what you're doing? Um, so I definitely don't know 100% for sure, but we are in the process of starting next year's fiscal budget. So outlining where money's gonna be used and everything like that. We start that in the next few weeks. And I'm definitely thinking that our numbers are going to drop a little bit um, just due to enrollment because um, all of CSUN's fees come from student enrollment. So every credit that um, you pay into, part of that goes into CSUN. And I do have a feeling that it's going to drop just a little bit. Um, so we're going to try and combat that. Um, we've been trying to stay really fiscally responsible with any of our purchases that we're, we've been doing and um, bigger projects that we're having um, come up. So we've tried to like tighten down our budget so that we can make the necessary changes for next year. 
sounds good. And I think that you do have a pretty large budget from at least the last time that I kind of talked to you about this. So I know that I'm sure it will be kind of impacted based on if students have to drop out or like take a little break off of school, but I think you'll kind of be okay with some yeah. wiggle room. Yeah, so right now we have about $1.2 million to work with, um, or that was like last year's fiscal budget. Um, this year we are hoping to get around the same numbers, but if anything, I only see it dropping maybe $100,000 at the very max. Um, so it's still a very manageable budget. There's still a lot of things that we'll be able to do for the university. There's a lot of projects we'll still be able to complete, and that's really the ultimate goal. That's good. Good to know. Okay, so um, this is kind of another question that is related to the pandemic and um, how it's affected like graduation ceremonies and all that. And I know you're not graduating this semester, but if something were to happen that would um, kind of affect the way your ceremony would go, how do you, how do you feel about that? Or how do you think other seniors might feel about that? Definitely. So, I mean, as we know, every single day um, at the university, it's a very fluid situation. So things are changing every single minute of every single day on how we do things. Um, and we all got the emails that graduation is going to be postponed for this year. Um, so I honestly would say, like, look at the positives of it. At least graduation wasn't canceled for all of these students because the university easily could have just done that. But instead, they took the initiative to just move it, um, hopefully later into the summer or right at the start of the next semester is what I would personally love to see. Um, and I do understand that it um, isn't the ideal outcome for these seniors, and I do feel extremely bad for them. But um, at UNLV, we're here to make a change. We're here to do the best that we can and overcome difficulties. So we're really working on it, and I think that these students while it's not the ideal outcome, they are rebels, so they are going to be able to make the biggest impact and they're going to be able to work with what we have. So, but for that side of it, I'd say the university is doing, I think, the best course of action um, from an administrative side. And from a student side, I also see that while it's not ideal, it is the safest option and I'm hoping that students can understand that aspect of it. For me personally, um, while I'm not graduating this semester, I would be a little devastated. Um, I know that people have started buying plane tickets to like come out here and watch graduation. Um, I know that parents are like getting a little upset about it because it's one of the ultimate goals that we've worked towards to walk across the stage at the end of our three or four or five years, whatever it takes. Um, so I would be a little distraught, but at the end of the day, um, I'd also recommend, or I'd also notice that the university is doing the best that they can, and it's not like they asked for this to happen. It's that they're doing the best that a university can do because there's so many other rules. Um, like it's not just one administrative person saying, "Hi, this is how it's going to be." Um, things come from the president's office. Things come from the um, financial offices. Things come all the way up from NSHE, from the government itself. Um, mm -hmm. on how we operate as a whole. So I think they're trying to tackle all of these like opinions and like rules and regulations on how we're operating and trying to just make it one manageable thing for us as students. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something that like students can't take personally or even 
the parents of graduate students because honestly this like like you said there's so many people that are involved in making the the final decision and it is like what's best for our health and safety at the end of the day for me personally like I would just be more appreciative that people are looking out and want me to be safe and I feel like the graduation ceremony is important and like it is a big celebration of a milestone of reaching like those four years when you but at the same time like that journey was even more important than that one day you know the ceremony lasts a couple hours and you probably won't even remember what happened as much as you will during your four years of college. Definitely. So, yeah. So what, what are some things you've been doing in your free time now that you might have a little bit more time um, to kind of pick your own schedule, I guess? Yeah. So um, things that I've kind of been doing in my free time is I actually cleaned my entire apartment the first week because we all know that's a task that I have not gotten to recently. So that was a nice change. Um, but other than that, I've actually been still keeping pretty busy with the CSUN things. So while we're not um, actually meeting in person and um, doing a lot of our regular day-to-day -day activities, I still have regular meetings with my advisors. Um, I'm still rewriting all of our operating policies for ways and means so that we can um, incorporate new ways to fund student organizations, departments, um, everything like that. So I've actually just been, I guess, saying like doing more of the behind the scenes work for CSUN rather than scheduling meetings because that's a little bit more difficult. Um, and then I also, in my job with admissions, we're kind of just working on a bunch of projects to still integrate the new incoming freshman class and finding ways to make sure that they're like still feeling welcome to the university and um, feel like they're, I'm, I'm getting them motivated to come here into the university. So one thing that we are doing is um, a welcome week, kind of like, or not a welcome week, um, a spirit week, April 13th to the 17th. And it's just posting photos on our incoming class Facebook pages and things like that. So like Monday, it's like a Hey Reb Monday. So going out there and getting your UNLV gear on or just in school colors. We're doing um, Travel Tuesday, so posting photos of where you're um, coming from, what you're interested in doing, um, photos from trips that you've taken in the past, things like that. Um, a Pajama Wednesday, because let's be honest, most of us are in our pajamas at home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, throwback Thursday, so just um, putting some of your old photos up on our Facebook page so that people can comment on them. And just so that students can integrate with each other and then um, we're doing a fancy Friday so that kids or students have like a, a reason to get dressed up for the week rather than just staying in, like their usual leisure year. It's really just a way to get everyone interested and active and active with the university still. Yeah I think that's great because we're missing that social aspect and it kind of like just gives a reason for somebody to have interaction with you. Like I found that as much as social media can be overwhelming sometimes, this is like the time to use social media because yeah. it's a way of communicating with people that now you don't get to see. Yes, definitely, 100%. Cool, so um, with everything going on, um, we're going to wrap up soon, but I also wanted to ask um, like two more questions, one of them being, 
Do you have any advice for maybe some underclassmen students or just students who are really unfamiliar with college or an obstacle that is like something like this that we couldn't have expected? How, how would you suggest they kind of use strategies to overcome something like this? Yeah, definitely. So um, my biggest piece of advice that I've been giving to a lot of um, students is just look, try to find the positives and everything. Um, while this isn't an ideal outcome, there's always a positive to it in some way. So um, things that I would say is like course wise, you get to kind of learn at your own pace now. Um, a lot of professors are just recording lectures and posting them into their um, Canvas tiles. So um, you can self learn, which isn't ideal for everyone, but you can break things down at your own pace. You don't have to worry about speeding through notes and missing things. Um, I'd also recommend um, using the resources here on campus. So just because we can't go to things like in person, I know that places like the Writing Center, the Academic Success Center, all of those, they're still working digitally and you can request meetings with them. Um, our counseling and psychological services are still fully active. So if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed about this, you're always more than welcome to schedule an appointment with them and call in. But my biggest piece of advice is just find the positives and be honest with yourself. If you're getting stressed out, it's okay to ask for help. Everyone's getting stressed in this situation. So, yeah. yeah. And thank you for mentioning those um, resources like the psychological um, counseling services because th that's a big thing. Um, just having someone to talk to, even if it's not face-to-face, -face, that's really important. Um, but I also like how you mentioned staying positive. That's something that I've been like, just kind of breeding um, that concept into my life and my world because I feel like a lot of people are struggling to stay positive and they're living more of the um, like the in fear route and everybody copes differently but I think it it really takes a toll on you when you start to think about like all of the the negative catastrophes that could happen in this situation so staying yep. positive is definitely important yep definitely um, yeah, so um, this is a question that we ask everybody who comes onto our channel. Um, because our title for the podcast is called Rebel Groundbreakers, we like to ask um, how you feel you are um, making a groundbreaking mark on UNLV or how you, how you want to make a groundbreaking mark in your future um, with your career in health sciences. So just give us a little bit of information about that. Definitely. So right now I'd say I'm just trying to leave UNLV a little bit better than the way I found it. So um, CSUN, I know I've talked about that a few times already, but I've gotten to work with so many deans, professors, and um, administrative level people, mm -hmm. all the students here at the university. And just finding whether it's big projects that are going to um, change the entire university, if it's like voting on funding for a brand new building here at the university, or if it's small things like um, throwing just an extra like party for our college, um, anything like that that just makes a difference in students' lives is really um, the biggest groundbreaking thing that I can do here in my time. And then moving forward, um, as a health science major, I do plan on going to med school, hopefully. And um, just making like life changes um so i do want to be a surgeon i want to be able to help a person and change their overall outcome whether they broke a femur and i'm just putting that back together or 
they need like full surgeries and they're going to need um, back-to-back year-long surgeries. I'm just here to help. I'm just trying to make one small difference in the world so that hopefully it causes a ripple effect and everybody else does it. And I think um, getting a career in health sciences already is a groundbreaking feat in itself. You know, obviously we're seeing that people who have careers in health sciences make a huge difference and we don't have enough. We probably won't ever have enough resources within the health sciences. So you'll always be in need, especially surgery. Surgery is hard. Yes. Not it's not for everyone. Yeah, definitely. So, um, where can students get in touch with you or um, contact you if they need to use you as a resource? Yeah. So, um, my contact info is all over the UNLV CSUN website. Um, if you click on the Ways and Means tab, my emails definitely pop up right away. But um, my email is trey.curtis-brown at unlv.edu. Um, and then my phone number is also posted all over websites. I don't really like everyone to text time. Um, definitely email is the best way to reach out. Or if you're an incoming freshman listening to this, um, I'm all over our incoming Facebook pages, making announcements all the time. So you can always shoot me a quick DM. Perfect. Okay, well, I think that's all we have for you today. But um, do you have any questions for me or for our podcast? Um, yeah, I guess my only question would be, what made you guys want to do a podcast? Like, I think this is an amazing thing. And I'm surprised it wasn't like a thing sooner when I first started college. So what kind of like yeah. idea? So I'm not sure if you knew, but um, they kind of started a peer mentor program at UNLV um, this last semester. And Dr. Sharon Jaylene, who is an assistant dean for the Integrated Health Sciences, um, she recruited me. Who, I was one of her um, students before, and so were the other people on the podcast. Um, and it was her idea to kind of start a podcast just to get students more familiar with things going on around school. And she asked if like anybody would be interested, and I said I would be interested in helping run the podcast because I like to listen to podcasts and talking. Um, so usually we're talking through audio, so like nobody can see your face, and it's a little less intimidating. Definitely. But um, I think it's just a cool way to kind of get people to know what's going on around UNLV and explain. Um, everybody's story like everyone has a a unique story that leads them to where they are and I think that's really the mission behind what we're doing. Definitely well I think that's amazing I think you all are doing amazing work I've listened to all of your other episodes um, and I wish you all the best of luck and congrats. Well thank you so much and thank you for listening Um, definitely be safe on your three-day drive to New York. Yes, definitely. All right. It was great to talk to you. You too. Bye, Trey. Here at UNLV, we are groundbreakers, paving new ground through our pursuits while staying safe and making our mark on the world.